0: Welcome to the 100 Entrepreneurs Podcast, created to provide veterans and their family members with information, ideas, and inspiration for starting new businesses. This is Amanda Weathersby for 100 Entrepreneurs Foundation. We talk with entrepreneurs and small business experts to learn more about their industries and their lessons learned in creating and growing new businesses. Thank you for joining us. Hi, I have with me today Michael Malone, who is a 31 and a half year military veteran, recently a veteran, and he was injured and he has a focus on traumatic brain injury, uh, is, is still in a study at the National Center of the Intrepid or NICO Center at Walter Reed. And uh, meanwhile, he is the founder and CEO of We Two Link, an app which he's going to tell us all about today. And with that, hi, Michael.
1: Hi, how are you doing? Thank you for oh. having me on your podcast.
0: Oh, we're thrilled to have you on the podcast. Um, so, Michael, first of all, would you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and how did you come about uh, to start a company and specifically an app?
1: Yeah, so uh, I um, suffered a, a jump injury in 2012. And that injury, um, I injured my lower back and my right leg. Uh, and I, I was kind of physically, the physical injuries kind of masked uh, the fact that I uh, believe I had a brain injury at the time. And so it wasn't until I took a break from the military to go and get my executive MBA at Columbia that I noticed that I was having a little bit of short-term memory problems uh, and greater difficulties acquiring new information and, and remembering individuals I interacted with. Mm-hmm. And at Columbia, I thought, well, maybe there is a business idea to uh, facilitate professional inter- interactions and build an app for business people to improve their connection. Um, as I was finishing up my executive MBA at Columbia, uh, I got notified that I was to, to deploy to the Middle East for another combat rotation. Um, so flew over to the Middle East I spent 2015 and 16 there. I became uh, very ill, and I was medevaced back to the United States. At Walter Reed, uh, I began treatment, and as part of my recovery, I got into cycling. And unfortunately, I suffered a high-speed cycling accident, uh, which landed me in the hospital for about a week. Um, And that was what I believe my second brain injury and I thought I was going to be okay because I didn't really notice a lot of problems the first month after being hospitalized. But after then, um, like I, it it, it was like I fell off a a cognitive cliff where, Hmm. um, where I, you know, struggled with speech and had much greater uh, deficits in short term memory And so I I start going in and uh, getting treatment for traumatic brain injury. A lot of uh, my fellow wounded warriors at Walter Reed that I'm interacting with have brain injuries. And so I get to know them and I get to know their their spouses who are their caregivers. And so I just started noticing a common theme of all the struggles that we face on a daily basis and how how difficult our lives have become because of this, these injuries. And at that time, I'm like, well, my original idea really isn't as important to me anymore. Um, being able to manage my daily life is is really what I need to be focusing on. And that's where I kind of use the business model canvas to relook at, um, what I was originally going to look at doing for business professionals. Like, can I change that to support, uh, initially service members that have traumatic brain injury and their caregivers and do so in such a way that at least it's self-sustaining, Mm-hmm. um, and so I've had over a hundred conversation with other traumatic brain injury individuals and uh, and their caregivers and through that, I've kind of come up with a list of features that we want to include in in the first couple of versions of the app now when we across the board, um, everybody struggles with social isolation. Um, And that's where in general, we don't like to go out and socialize with individuals, go out to events because it's disheartening to interact with somebody and not remember who they are or not remember the interactions with them. You know, when you meet somebody, even if they know that you have a brain injury, you know, when they realize that you don't remember who they are or you, they realize that you don't remember the conversations, you kind of see them die inside a little, you know? Mm-hmm. You, and so that is, that's kind of soul crushing. Yeah. And I found that I didn't do very many social events uh, until my wife came down to be my full-time caregiver. Uh, I did do cycling and, and a couple other events that really minimize my interactions with individuals. But when I did interact, it was high frequency. So I would remember those individuals. And, you know, if I'm seeing them three, four times a week, then I'm going to remember the last conversation most likely, not always, but often, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's close enough that I haven't yet lost it. And so that's one of the problems. That's one of the really big problems that we're looking to solve. And it's one that nobody's really addressing right now in the industry. And other things that we're looking to solve are, you know, how do we manage appointments? How do we manage all the things in our daily lives, the, the to-do items, the medication, the remembering our symptoms and tracking our symptoms? Um, you know, personal safety, uh, sometimes when I travel, I, I become lost. Like five minutes ago, I knew where I was going and I knew where I came from. But now I don't know where I'm going, nor do I know where I, to get home or go back to where I, I started the journey at. So those are that's another feature that um, I'm interested in. It's not one that potentially a significant number of TBI patients face where all the others are um, probably universally relevant. But it's enough of a problem for enough people that it limits their uh, individual freedoms and the, it hampers their daily life. So it's a feature that I need, so I definitely want to include it, if not in version one, then probably in version two of the app.
0: hmm is version one already complete, or is it uh, a um, no? Unfortunately, version
1: one is <laughs> it's far away, mm-hmm. far from being completed. Uh, I hired a company called ThoughtBot. Mm-hmm. They're a premier app development company out of Manhattan, New York, to look at you know what is what is the first thing I wish to solve. And the first thing I'm looking to solve is the social isolation aspect.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so that's one of the things that we want to do in uh, version one. And I went up to New York for a week on leave, and we did what's called a design sprint. And we interviewed uh, many of my friends that have traumatic brain injuries and their wives, and I enlisted the support of several of the medical doctors that I know to provide input on traumatic brain injury and how it impacts people. And at the end of the week, we came up with a a clickable high fidelity prototype that we could give to the people we interviewed on Monday and see will this address some of the social isolation issues that you have, would it make you more likely to go out and socialize with or without your, your spouse being there? Mm-hmm. So that was really a key question. And um, doing that week-long with ThoughtBot cost the company about $16,000. Mm-hmm. And so they went and gave us a quote for what Phase 1 would be, which is about 250000 and Phase 2, which is another 300000 now, one of the things that we are looking to do to drive down those costs is to um, do what's called a process called paper prototyping. Is kind of design out all the ideas on paper and uh, put them together using using an app that makes it the the paper images clickable, and then test the the design with a bunch of my friends that have brain injuries and their spouses to see if the user flow works or if we've kind of got the right answer. Uh, mm-hmm. And then do that for each of the features that we're looking to create and do that one feature at a time. And because a change that you go through on one feature may impact a lot of the other features, so you want to test them independently one at a time. Um, sure. yeah.
0: And and also prioritize them. I assume.
1: Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I think I have a pretty good list of priorities. You know, uh, the 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 first thing we want to look at is, of course, social isolation. But then it's calendaring, medication management, symptom tracking, and basically to do list. Mm-hmm. So those are we're going to see how many of those we can squeeze into phase one. Uh, Phase two would be like personal safety, um, geo-proximity, geo-safety, and uh, voice recognition and audio pattern recognition. So audio pattern recognition is different from voice recognition in that you could create unique cues for functions in the app based on your speech patterns. So I have a friend who has severe problems with speech, but he's probably able to replicate the same sounds over and over again. And those you can associate with functions in the app. So allow him to more easily use the app on his own than, um, requiring his, his wife, who's his caregiver to support him. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we really want to focus on um, usability. Uh, A lot of my friends are also uh, amputees. And so, you know, several of them only have a couple fingers on one hand. So typing information into the app is not a very uh, functional solution for them. So. Wherever we can, we want uh, to allow audio-to-text uh, inputs. And so we're hoping to get that included into Phase 2 also.
0: Great. And that makes it very practical for almost
1: yeah, everyone.
0: It, yeah.
1: If the app doesn't work for me and my friends, then I've kind of failed in the design and the development.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I've talked to a lot of my friends that don't have cognitive impairment and, you know, they love the concept the idea of what the app can do. And they're like, well, I don't have cognitive impairment, but I would love that too. But we really are focused on those with having brain injury, um, cognitive impairments due to uh, medication or cognitive impairments, uh, I have a friend that had uh, a brain tumor and had part of the tumor cut out and part of her brain, and that unfortunately negatively impacts her ability to function in daily life. And so it, she faces a lot of the same problems as those that with a traumatic brain injury do. Also, mm-hmm. we want we think that the app will be usable for those that are suffering from Alzheimer's and dementia um, and other age-related cognitive impairments.
0: No, well, which is a big market. Yeah,
1: yeah I, it is a big market. Our, but our whole social media campaign and uh, funding strategy, we decided to narrowly focus on mm-hmm. just the TBI side of the, the house uh, for a couple of reasons. The first is uh, I can talk TBI because I, I live it every day of my life. Um, mm-hmm. I have... Tons of friends that have traumatic brain injuries. So as we go through the prototyping process, I'm able to reach out to my friends and have them test what we're doing on the paper prototype side and then on the high-fidelity paper prototype side before we go into code and solve a lot of the problems before we start coding to save money. But I don't have that same body of connections to other type of cognitive impairments. So like the Alzheimer's and dementia, I'm just not associated with that group yet or mm-hmm. connected in that to people in that industry where I could get a group of a dozen people to give feedback on on what we're trying to do. And so mm-hmm. by, by initially focusing on the brain injury side of the house, uh, it will facilitate the, the design and development and i realized well, that f-
0: focusing makes sense too in general for a business don't you think for a small business starting up
1: yeah it's better to focus on a very narrow niche than to mm-hmm. try to service everybody right yeah. and so it allows you to do things really well for that niche um it's, it allows you to get adoption it allows you to find problems and solve them um And it should help you generate the revenue you need uh, to to expand your offering, right? So you can go from one very select niche market and then go into an adjacent niche. So for Mm -hmm. us, our first niche market is brain injury, and an adjacent niche is the Alzheimer's and dementia market. And then potentially a third niche would be those that have maybe autism. And so you expand your offerings as you perfect your performance in that niche market. And so you are continuing to grow in your niche vertical, uh, which provides you funding to expand to other niche markets. Um, the other benefit of, of niche markets is there's less competition in a niche, sure, and so sure. it may help you garner uh, greater adoption. And the other benefit of a niche market is early adopters of our solution will be what we call sticky, which means they're very invested in making the product better because there's really nothing out there in the market that's specifically built for them to address their specific problem.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: we feel that they will give us uh, the best feedback to make the product better versus abandoning the product. So if someone that doesn't have brain injury, if the bo- product's a little buggy, they're just going to stop using it. They're going to delete it. But someone with brain injury and their caregiver, if the product's a little buggy to begin with, hopefully it's not, they're super invested in making it better because it helps every day of their life. Right. It, it's an enabler, uh, for everyday living.
0: Gotcha. Now, um, the, uh, w- where are you with We Too Link in terms of funding? Cause it sounds like there's going to be a lot of money required to get the app developed. So how are you going about funding the business?
1: So the first thing that we're doing on the funding side, uh, I invested uh, some money into the company, and that's why we we're able to do the design sprint and mm-hmm. continue operations. But we're looking into pitch competitions. There's one coming up in a few months called Verbis, and it's for a veteran to pitch their idea to a panel of investors. And if you win the pitch competition, you get twenty-five thousand uh-huh. dollars. Uh huh. And so that would help get us there. And the other yeah,
0: good luck with that thing, is, uh, I'm rooting <laughs> <yeah>. for you. <laughs>
1: I appreciate it. We're gonna be pushing out um, to our social media and all of our contacts, people to vote for for our pitch, so we get selected uh, for the final competition. So. You know, it's all by voting on, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with street shares. They're Mm -hmm. a a veteran focused funding mechanism and they're one of the hosts of the pitch competition. And so we will, this week, we'll submit a video to them, uh, about our idea and how we are hoping to help the veteran community and Mm -hmm. service members at large. And then if we're selected for round two, they'll push post us to their their page and then we can have people vote for us so we can move to phase three where we pitch to actual investors. Right. So that's Wonderful. one mechanism. And the other one is we're going to do crowdfunding. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we're looking to do is use a crowdfunding platform called Indiegogo. Uh, many mm-hmm. people are familiar with Kickstarter and Indiegogo's uh, like campaign. Uh, the reason we chose Indiegogo over Kickstarter is if you don't meet your funding goal, you still keep the money. Right. Uh, where Kickstarter, if you don't meet your funding goal, uh, the money is returned to those that contributed. And then you have to, you know, change a message and try again. And, Uh, We're hoping that we can, you know, we have a lofty funding goal, but we're hoping we can reach those that are interested in supporting veteran causes and Mm -hmm. veteran-owned businesses, but more importantly, those that have cognitive impairment. Uh, One of the mechanisms is for people to pre-purchase the premium service of the app, and when the app gets published, they will have that premium service uh, available to them. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the pre-sale mechanism that's used in the various crowdsourcing platforms is a good way to show user interest. Uh, It allows you to build user adoption right from the beginning of the publishing of the app, and it allows you to recruit beta testers, people who understand that the app when it's first going live is potentially going to have some challenges and then work with you closely to resolve those issues and get them uh, to make the app better. Mm-hmm. Great. And then once the app is published, you know, if we meet our phase one funding goal, then we hope that, you know, we continue to build awareness, reach out to, you know, the various people that are interested in the traumatic brain injury community and, um, you know, let their populations know that this app is out there to help those with brain injuries that require caregivers uh, to support everyday activities.
0: And this is not just the veteran community. It's everywhere, every community where there's a traumatic brain injury.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. again, we I have focused just on the veteran community because um, mm-hmm. a lot of them are my friends. Uh, sure, it's one That's a great, that I spent uh, yeah. thirty years involved in the military. But roughly fifteen million Americans have traumatic brain injury, mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: and about one hundred fifty thousand more people, according to the CDC, suffer. Brain injuries every year, and so it's just a, a growing number, and that only accounts for those that are hospitalized or go to emergency rooms for for treatment. it doesn't account for you know those that suffer concussions and have mild uh, traumatic brain injuries, but you know never really go to get it's not severe enough that they go into treatment or if they go into treatment, they're going into occupational therapy and it may not get classified mm-hmm. uh, for brain injury. And, and there's no holistic system that tracks uh traumatic brain injury. The CDC um, has a responsibility to try to track how many brain injuries are, you know, occurring every year. And the military unfortunately has only tracked traumatic brain injuries since the global war on terrorism started. so really? you roughly have you know four hundred and sixty thousand combat veterans that have suffered brain injuries since two thousand and one up to uh, i think it's i think the numbers are out to two thousand and seventeen now, but it doesn't look at you know the number of brain injuries that occurred um, between the global war on terrorism in Vietnam that occurred during, during training accidents, so like airborne jumps or vehicle rollovers, or the number of traumatic brain injuries that occurred during Vietnam or the Korean War. And so there's this mm-hmm. huge unspecified population out there of service members that have brain injuries that aren't really identified um, and so we're hoping to reach those also, and then of course, you know we want to support every American that has a traumatic brain injury and then uh, expand it out uh, to global support. so if you mm-hmm. have a cell phone, you could download the app in. Indonesia, you can download the app in Japan, you could download the app in Europe, and you and your caregiver could use the features to support everyday living. Um, again, we're we're focusing narrowly on you know, populations that we're strongly connected to, and then we're hoping mm-hmm. to expand out uh, to a global environment as as the company matures.
0: That's great. Well, you have been working hard on a couple of fronts, obviously. One is to get the app developed and and to understand the, the best use of the features and the best way to go about the features and so forth. But you've also been working on fundraising, and uh, there must be some other attributes or aspects of the business that require a lot of your attention as well in your spare time. <laughs> For example, I understand you have a new board member.
1: Yes, um, really excited to to announce. We announced this yesterday on Twitter and we posted it on Facebook and LinkedIn that Alyssa Totman, she's a, a medical doctor and has her master's in public health, has joined We2Link as a board member and will help support us and guide us as we continue to advance the application where her particular skill sets will be super helpful to us is one of the places that we're looking to expand into in the future is in integration of care. So I go to my doctor all the time and they always want to know my symptoms, but if my wife's not there, like I can only remember a couple days worth of symptoms. Though. Like I can't remember if we saw, if I saw you a month ago or two months ago, I don't know how i bent. been. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm only... I'm only going to give you near-term symptoms, which potentially have either a positive or negative bias. Like if I've been really sick lately, then I may think like I've been really sick the entire time. Or if I've been really good lately, maybe I've been good the, the whole time, but that's just not the case. Uh, so how can we make the tool more accessible to your your caregiver so they can get insights into how you're doing and how the treatments that they are recommending and that you're participating in and the medications you're taking, how does all of that impact your overall well-being? And then the next piece that we're excited to have her give us insights to is we want to develop out a research portal uh, to facilitate research on traumatic brain injury. And I've been involved in uh, a lot of research while I've been here at Walter Reed, and it seems a lot of that research. I talk to the research individual, and they're recording the information on paper. Uh, there's a lot of forms that I fill out, and all of that gets uh, may or may not get digitized, right, into some database, mm-hmm. uh, but the process of digitizing it uh, could generate error because people aren't perfect. There's, They could have an error in recording it. They could have another error in transcribing it, uh, especially if it's not the same person that, that's recording and also doing the transcription. Mm-hmm. The other thing is when I talk to researchers, uh, the the IRB... Uh, which is the internal review board that approves research projects is, is cumbersome and challenging to get through the process. And so as we expand out our research portal, the goal is to create a electronic IRB process that facilitates the researcher putting the required data into Um, the portal and the members of the board reviewing it and providing electronic feedback where the researcher can then address each of those concerns and then that gets incorporated into the final design and it gets approved. Um, And so reducing, you know, paper and um, digitizing records and then facilitating research uh, is is another area that we wanna we wanna look to optimize.
0: Mm, wonderful. That sounds like a efficiency as well as uh, uh, accuracy mm, improvements. So great. Um, well, any other aspect of the business that's under construction here? Do you have a website or
1: uh, have you... So we do have a website. It's mm-hmm. www w.we2link.com linkcom
0: mm-hmm. um, And that's just spelled w e uh, the number 2 l i n k.
1: Yep. Okay. .com mm-hmm. and then you can find us on Facebook by searching for we2link. And so we have uh, a Facebook page and then you can also uh find us on YouTube. And Great. uh we we just started the YouTube channel, and it takes, mm-hmm. you have to get to 100 subscribers and then wait 30 days before you can get a specific YouTube channel. So we're, we're looking to be, you know, on our YouTube channel will be named We Two Link. Uh, we're just waiting for the 30 days. We did a big push to all of our friends and family to subscribe, and I'm happy to report we have over 130 subscribers now. It took us about five days to get that number, Um, and so now we're waiting for (laughs) YouTube to approve us for our our channel, and that channel um, is going to have things about uh, our journey to Bring the App Live, but also information about how to cope with traumatic brain injury, talk about uh, the struggles with traumatic brain injury. And then we're hoping also on our Facebook page to open up discussions with caregivers and individuals with that have brain injuries to talk about the issues. so we want to be more than just a an app that you know you use for daily life, but we want to increase the discussion about brain injury, let people know about relevant research on brain injury, and what possible treatments are out there for brain injuries. So one of the studies I'm currently participating in is is a food study to look at how do you reduce headaches for traumatic brain injury patients um, over time. And when that study is done, that's something that we want to post on YouTube and share uh, in our Facebook and on our Twitter feed. So we can reach out for those that suffer daily headaches or severe migraines, you know, to reduce their their pain, you know. And
0: so mm-hmm.
1: it's a struggle to have a headache every day and to have these debilitating migraines. And um, if there's things that we have found that we can share with the greater population, then we want to do it. You know, there is... People suffer from information overload, and one of the things that we want to do is just make information on traumatic brain injury just so much more accessible.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is a wonderful uh, goal, yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, we well, just started been... all of our social media, so we're, we're about two weeks old on social media. Uh, now mm-hmm. that I'm transitioning out of the military, uh, I will be focusing more on that to generate awareness.
0: That's great. That's great. And um and the fact that you could get 130 something <laughs> uh, people to Follow you on YouTube channel was, uh, in five days. That's not bad. That's <laughs> very good. <laughs> so, well, great. Well, this has been a terrific conversation, and thank you for helping us uh, with, pro- by providing so much great information. And good luck to you. I hope everybody signs up for the We Two Link YouTube channel uh, and uh, follows, follows you on Facebook, is that correct?
1: Follows us on Facebook but also very importantly, go to our website and pre-register for, for the app. Oh, uh, so good. Okay. When we uh, do fundraising, we'll let you know about discounts for, for pre-purchasing the app, or if you want to be in the beta group, uh, by pre-registering, you can select to be in the beta group, or you just want to be notified when the app phase one is done, so you can download it from both the app stores, both the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store.
0: Great, and one more thing: you're, are you up on Indiegogo yet, or are you when or when? So that we
1: we have what's called a pre campaign up on Indiegogo.
0: Okay. Um, uh-huh.
1: oh, we're just finishing up the tweaks on the pre campaign. Uh, we'll go live with the pre campaign later this week, and so you'll uh-huh. be able to go to the pre campaign and. Uh, register to get information about when the campaign goes live. If We'll be posting that both on our Twitter feed, uh, we'll post it on our Facebook, and uh-huh. you can find our explainer video on, the, on our YouTube channel. And the last mm-hmm. screen on the YouTube channel uh, lists what our live Indiegogo campaign will be. So oh, you can search for us great. on Indiegogo at We two Link, uh, and that will bring up our campaign or our pre-campaign on Indiegogo.
0: Fantastic. Well, great. Well, thank you, Michael, and uh, good luck to you. This sounds like an awesome business and also a, uh, a, a big undertaking and <laughs> lots to do. <laughs> so uh, uh, I'm sure and, – and it sounds to me as though it is a uh, – something you're passionate about as well that you enjoy accomplishing or you'll, you'll enjoy accomplishing the steps of this business and, you know, checking the the list of to do's and making it happen.
1: Yeah. I really appreciate you having me on your podcast and uh, I am passionate and dedicated uh, to this cause. And I think, I think we can, over time help millions of Americans live better lives.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Great. Well, best of luck, and we are going to be tracking you on uh, social media, and we're all going to the website, uh, we 2 link W-E-2, the number, L-I-N-K, dot com. Great. Thanks again.
1: Thank you so much. Have a good day.
0: Okay. Bye. Bye.